this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Welcome back to another episode of Coach's Chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster. As usual, um, I am here chatting with you today about something that I think, at least for me as a new trainer, I really needed to hear. Um, and so I had this whole other idea t- for today, and then this came to mind, and I thought, yes, run with this. And the topic for today our quick episode with quick action items is you will 100% lose clients. So we're going to get into that, why it's important to understand that, what it is you can do to sort of come to terms with it, how we can minimize it or figure out sort of um, only losing clients when it is inevitable versus any actions that we do to sort of prompt that, uh, that kind of thing. I want to warn you that today I have a little bit of congestion, so you'll hear me sort of fighting that before we get into it. I just want to, um, you know, give you that heads up. Um, But I'm excited to chat about this today. This is a fear, particularly I hear it amongst a lot of new trainers. There is the stress of First, getting the client. You know, there's a lot of concern about how do I get the client? How do I get this person to pay me money to train them? And then I got to keep them. I got to keep them forever because my I got to fill my schedule and I can never have any shift or change. And that's a lot of pressure to have on yourself and to have in your business. And that kind of pressure, um, you, is palpable. You can feel it as the client, as the coworkers, even yourself. If you're existing in that, what we kind of consider a scarcity mindset or that kind of constant place of stress, it affects everything that you do within your business, within your work environment. So what we're going to talk about today is really coming to terms with that fact. You are 100% going to lose clients. The best trainers that I've ever known do not have the exact same client roster that they started with. Now, to be fair, I think the best trainers often have more of their clients stay on for longer. They have clients who stick around a bit. What I will say, though, is sometimes that necessarily isn't always the case because if you have a really terrific trainer who is compensated at a high rate, who has a high... who charges a large amount, they may have people who come in for a short amount of time, kind of gain what they need from that trainer and then move on. So retention, client retention is a really important um, 
metric to look at in terms of how effectively we're doing our job, how successful we are, but it isn't the only metric. And if we're stuck on it in the terms of feeling like we can never lose a client in order to maintain our quality of life, in order to maintain our financial security and our professional um, confidence, then we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Because like I said before, everybody can feel that. So here's the thing. Personal training is a spectrum in terms of who comes in to train with you. Some people are going to come in with short-term goals. Right away, we know that they're not necessarily going to train forever. Someone who's training to get ready for their wedding or race or some sort of other kind of event has a time-limited commitment. Now, will they possibly stay on with you longer? Sure. Uh, is your, should your entire existence be, I can prove to you that you need this longer than the commitment you want to make? No, that's a lot of wasted energy. I'm going to talk, I'm going to give you, uh, four strategies about how to move on from this and how to run your business so that you can, um, increase client retention, but also not stress about lost clients. So we'll get into that. But so some people are going to come in with a time limited goal already, and you just have to be comfortable with that. You have some people who are going to come in with a goal and maybe they'll stay a little longer than that. But potentially things in their life get in the way of them continuing to train with you. So, for example, they might come up on some financial constraints that are going to to keep them from being able to continue. You cannot control someone else's finances. They have to make those decisions on their own. And I I hear oftentimes, particularly when like a manager or a leader is trying to motivate you to keep your clients around because it's better for them. There's this sort of like, if they understood the value, money would be no option. But let's be real. Sometimes money literally is a constraint and they can value you all they want and they don't have that available because they need to eat. Their children need to eat. They need to pay their rent. So let's not make judgments about people's finances. Instead, let's do our best work and that might get in the way. You may have someone that uh, experiences an injury. They may not train anymore. That is a bummer. And hopefully your programming or your coaching didn't um, directly lead them to that injury. Uh, Though, you know, accidents and and things happen. Um, Safety is always going to be priority number one, but that's literally why liability insurance exists. Uh, But, you know, people can get injured in a variety of different ways. And so let's say they did get injured doing something on the weekend. Sorry, it really stinks for your schedule, but there's nothing you can do. Hopefully they're going to go to physical therapy. Maybe they're coming back to you later. Again, that's just a reason that's out of your control. You may have someone who feels confident and comfortable working out on their own. This is a win. This is a huge win for somebody. They now, you gave them the tools, the skills for them to feel like they can do this on their own. That's tremendous. 
that's a gift that is beyond the value of your training because you are allowing them what you've given them has allowed them to have autonomy, which is something all human beings are seeking. That self-efficacy to be able to work out on their own is like a tremendous gift. Sure, it like uh, hurts your schedule, but let's think about how if you if people leave you and they've had a tremendous experience and they're not going to train with you, they still may be passing on the word to others about how positive their experience was. And we're going to get into that a little bit here in just a moment. So those are just some of the reasons why someone might not train anymore. There's also the reason that someone had a negative experience. And this is the place where we can take a look at our actions, our behaviors, our um, programming, any number of things that we bring to our job and say, okay, what part of what I did contributed to this experience where they are no longer happy or satisfied or they had a negative experience around training? I 100% want to encourage you not to have those cases go on. Now, some of this might happen because you just weren't a a great match to begin with. That happens. Um, They had an idea of what they wanted. You had an idea of who you were and what you do with training and those two things didn't mesh. Maybe the communication wasn't there. Whatever the reason might be, sometimes that's the case. If you did something that sort of created a negative experience, this is time to self-reflect and say, what can I do better next time? But, you know, in many of those cases, what has happened has happened and we move on. We move on from that and we do better next time. In any of these cases, we're certainly going to reflect on why that person isn't going to train anymore, but we're not going to beat ourselves up about it if it was simply a circumstance out of our control. We are not going to exist in a uh, stressed out, I worry every single day if my client is going to leave me uh, mood, and I'm going to talk about that in our four strategies. And we're going to realize that this job has ebb and flow to it, with sometimes being very full schedule and sometimes having some breaks. You've got to anticipate that. You have to build your financial plan and security around that so you don't have to exist in the scarcity stress. That's something that you can do to help um, sort of preempt when someone is going to leave because they are going to leave. We are going to aim to have terrific retention with the understanding that it is not going to be 100%. It's not going to be 100%, 100% of the time. I have had clients leave for a variety of different reasons. A lot of times finance, schedule, or feeling like you can do it on your own are a lot of those reasons. And I'm going to tell you that in the cases where Someone had a new goal, they came back, which is very exciting. When their finances shifted, they came back, which is reflective of they did value this experience. Something out of their control made it so they could not afford this. Scheduling, something in their out of their control and out of mind made it so they can't do this, but they came back. And maybe they won't. That's not all the time. 
But as we talk about in these four strategies, you're going to hear that if you're doing your best work, then you're going to let the chips fall where they may. And in those cases, whether that person comes back to you or whether that person passes on a great referral, uh, you have done what you needed to do. So let's get into four strategies for managing your behaviors, your expectations, and your feelings, your emotions around client retention and, and clients leaving you. The first thing that you can do and the most important thing you can do is your best work. Regardless of who you're working with, how long they've been working with you, how long you have been a trainer, what your resume says, you do your best work. That means giving all of yourself for that time. It means tuning out distractions. It means uh, working within your integrity, showing up with personal responsibility, Check in all the boxes in terms of what it means to do your best work. Because when it comes down to it, if you're doing what you need to do and someone can't, isn't uh, happy with that experience, then it's not going to be a good fit because you're doing everything you can do. You can sort of check in with yourself and use that as a barometer of that person doesn't want to work with me anymore. I have given it everything. That is all I could do. That is all I could do. It's when we are phoning it in. It's when we're being, you know, negligent about things or uh, not giving everybody the same amount of attention, intention, focus, um, not bringing our best work all the time, that's when we start to see, oh, maybe that is why this person wasn't satisfied with this experience. Doing your best work is always going to be the best way to uh, work toward client retention. That's the client retention strategy. There's nothing that like um, no fancy hacks or anything like that in terms of client retention other than doing your best work. And your best work is in your programming, in your coaching, in your client relationship, in your professionalism, all of that. The other, the next strategy is don't always change what you're doing to fit your client because you are scared. And let me say that in a way that makes a little bit more sense. Sometimes if we're in that scarcity mindset and we're stressing out about whether that client's going to stay with us, we start to get away from what's true to ourselves and start shifting what we do to fit their needs. And then we've gotten far away from like our true north, so to speak. We want that person to want to train with us because they want to train with us not because we're constantly shifting to what we think they need or want. Now, we're going to center their goals. We're going to center what they need. But if that person you think is going to leave you because you're not doing enough cardio, but you don't think it's the fit for them, and you're like constantly shifting, or this client is asking you to train at times that just does not work for you, does not work for your schedule, but you feel the pressure to change, 
And that's going to set you up for resentment, frustration, and then you may still not satisfy that client. The client's going to leave you anyway. This doesn't necessarily mean that we're not asking the client for feedback. We're certainly asking for feedback. We are always in relationship with them trying to determine uh, how their experience is. We are communicating with them to understand what they could um, want more of or how they're feeling about their experience. We are regularly showing them sort of their progress and talking to them about their successes, things like that. So this isn't to say that you're being stubborn and immovable in your work. It's merely saying that you're not shape-shifting to meet the needs of someone who may just not be the right fit anyway. So that goes back to doing your best work. If you do your best work, center your client's needs, talk to them regularly, but not play the chase the client game, then if they want to stay with you, great. And if they don't, it was probably time to move on. So just making sure that you're staying true to what it is that you do very well. The third strategy is probably one of the most important and one that people do not talk about. And that is, and you'll like... A personal training manager is probably not going to tell you this because they need to keep their numbers up. But let them go. The client who doesn't want to stay with you, let them go. Let them go do their other thing. Let them go try Orange Theory. Let them go do the workouts on their own. Let them buy the app that they want to use. You don't have the power to change their thinking. One, that's so presumptuous that you can like educate them out of their decision. People should have autonomy. People should be able to do what they want. Not everybody's going to love resistance training with a personal trainer. Not everybody is going to have a tremendous experience. And not everybody's going to do exactly what you want to do. So let them go. Let them go. Don't hem and haw. Don't make someone feel bad about their decision to change it up. That sets you up for never getting a referral or anything like that. Plus this whole like, will they come back? If someone wants to go try something out and see if it will give them the results that they are looking for, but you like made them feel bad about it when they left, they're not coming back if they change their mind. Let them go. Show that you have confidence in your skills and your abilities to let them make a decision that is right for them. And then you will be here if they need them. Building our best business and building our most satisfying career means regularly kind of letting the uh, sand fall through the, what is it called? Like the net, you know? The excess stuff that's weighing you down, which might be clients that don't mesh with you, that might be times that don't work in your schedule. Getting rid of that sometimes can actually help you enjoy your career a little more, have a little more satisfaction. So it's not always the worst thing to just let the clients go. If you have a mass exodus of eight to 10 people at the same time, it might be time to go, hmm, what am I doing that is not working right now? I'm fine with that. I'm not saying that a person leaving you means like 
you don't need to take some time to reflect. Definitely take some time to reflect, but don't be rude as someone leaves. Don't stress out about it. Everybody can feel you stress out about it. Let the chips fall where they may. If you are great and if you are doing your best work, there's going to be somebody waiting for you. Most gyms, only about 8 to 10% of the training population uh, of the gym membership are training. And that might be like really high. In bigger places, you're probably going to get like 2 to 5%. That means there are tons of people at the gym who are not training. There's somebody to fill that spot. So relax, trust in yourself, and let them go. All right, third, I mean, <laughs> fourth, fourth and final um, strategy is to check in with the folks who have left after a period of time. So let's say if someone left on bad terms and it just wasn't a right fit, you might not check in with them. But if someone left because of finances or scheduling or wanting to pursue a different goal, maybe you're letting them do that for a little bit. And then you're checking in with them. But you're checking in with them personally, not as, hey, can I get you on my schedule again? A simple text, email, phone call saying, hi, so-and-so. Been thinking about you, thinking about how great training was with you, and I just wanted to see how you were doing. How is it going toward X, Y, or Z goal? How's a family? Something like that. No mention that you want them back on your schedule. You are merely connecting as a relationship. And if that comes back, then great. But all you're doing is prioritizing that person as a person. You'll get from there if they want to come back and train. And maybe you you message them six months after they leave. They say, hi, I'm doing great. And then a month after that, they come back to train. You're not going to necessarily get them back that day. It's only if they want to come back or if it's the right fit at the right time. All you're doing is maintaining your relationship. Someone invested in you for a period of time and you likely as their trainer were invested in them. So you're simply checking in. This isn't, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like there's an ulterior motive. It's, it's you sort of always connecting with your network. And that's why I'm saying don't um, reach out in order to like get them on the schedule. So if that's the only reason you want to reach out, I, I will encourage you don't. Just don't do it. But if you are genuinely, genuinely interested in them, you'd love them back on your schedule someday. But right now, you just want to make sure they're doing okay. That is what you can do. You're not going to do this excessively. You're not going to do this again with folks who have like clearly made it like I'm not going to continue training or it wasn't a right fit. Or if you don't want them on your schedule at 5.30 a.m., don't reach out to them. Um, but connecting with people, maintaining relationships, and showing personal investment in someone is a tremendous way to uh, further your business. We're in the relationship business. You're not calling about their programming. You're calling about their life, who they are. That is a really great way to, if someone is still thinking about it or forgot about it or forgot about how much you are invested in them, you might um, jog their memory. But it's not a scarcity grab at 
gosh, I've got to fill my schedule right now. Let them come to you. But a nice, uh, uh, a casual check-in is a great way to remind them. So let's go over those four again um, to wrap up. Four ways to promote client retention, but also not stress when clients leave you is doing your best work. Showing up every day with all the effort that you have, giving everybody the same amount of effort, energy, and and attention. Um, Being professional, doing all of that, doing your best work is the best way to retain clients and make sure that if anybody leaves, you know it's not because you haven't been giving it your all. Not always shifting and changing to accommodate clients when you know that you need to stay true to what you do. Checking in for feedback, but not shape-shifting. Letting them go. The third one is letting them go. Don't hem and haw over it. Don't be a jerk about it. Don't put on airs about it. If someone left you, it's not personal. And if it is, then self-reflect, but let them go. And the last one is checking in but checking in on the person, not on scheduling again. Check in on the person. All right, that's it. I sound terrible. I'm going to go, but I'd love to talk to you about this. If this is something that stresses you out or you just want to um, think it through and maybe you've had some experiences with it, um, let me know. We're going to we're gonna be talking a lot about this in the Foster Strength Fitness Career Mentorship, but just as a reminder, that's going on right now. We'll have another one um, starting in September. Right now, you can grab free resources on bfosterstrong.com. There's a section that's all about four trainers. You can access that on Instagram as well. Um, In the link in my bio, I'm at foster underscore strength. Send me a DM or or send me an email, Betsy at bfosterstrong.com. And until next time, bye.